Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. We are back at it again today. After the holiday break, after the new year, we took a break there during the holiday uh, schedule uh, for the WSN podcast. But back at it, and uh, we'll we'll get into it very quickly here. We're going to have Norbert Durst join us in just a moment, our girls basketball writer at Wisports.net. To get an update on the girls' basketball season, some of the holiday tournaments that took place uh, recently, uh, big news in uh, in the uh, streak-breaking world as uh, Oak Creek saw a lengthy uh, winning streak go down, and just kind of get a, a little bit of an update on, on where things stand and some of the storylines in girls' basketball. Uh, before we do that, though, hey, let's uh, remind everybody to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. And of course, that becomes even more important this time of the year with the uh, the road conditions that sometimes arise. We've obviously seen uh, cancellations of games and uh, some other things over, um, over the last few weeks. Uh, so make sure when you're driving to games, make sure you do it safely. Make sure you buckle up. Make sure you're attentive and putting that phone down so that we can get everybody safe and sound to and from games each and every week. Well, let's get right into it. Let's bring on Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer. Norb, it's been a busy season already for you. First question, how many games have you been to already this year? Let's take a look here. This uh, Sitting at 52 games, and I believe I've watched uh, 59 teams so far this season, so it's a good chunk. Uh, many of those, again, uh, Division One and Two, pretty much seen all the top teams. Um, working my way down and in, in getting to some of those Division Four, Division Five games as well. But uh, uh, certainly seen a, a lot of basketball this season. You were just uh, the other night at Westfield and Randolph in a top five showdown in Division Four. We'll chat a little bit about that coming up as well. But before we get to that, let's take a look back at the uh, the holiday tournaments and the holiday break. Uh, always a busy time. There's some great events around the state of Wisconsin. You were able to get to uh, probably the best in-season event or, or at least the best one over the Christmas break at the Watertown Holiday Shootout. What did you see there? What were what you were impressed with? Uh, what were your kind of reactions and takeaways from that Watertown Holiday Shootout? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good uh, games to take in there at Watertown. Uh, Germantown, you know, even though they're we talked earlier in the year where, you know, do they have enough talent around KK Arnold to, to make a run to the state tournament again? And, you know, they played some really good basketball down there. They beat a very good Verona team. Uh, they uh, beat Verona by a point there uh, and then lost to Kakana, who uh, just took over the top spot in the uh, division one with sports.net coaches, poll. uh, Kakana, really outstanding team as well. Lex by, uh, led by Alexa Kinnis, uh, division one, uh, prospect she's a junior for them but they did lose or at least for that game they lost uh alana zarnicki uh a really good uh senior uh senior wing player uh headed to saint cloud state haven't heard the update on the knee but hopefully uh, i'll be getting some good news here shortly but uh you know they're definitely a team that uh kakana and germantown are actually in the same sectional so that's a game we could see uh later this season as well so that one uh definitely stands out but uh some other things that happened, we mentioned K.K. Arnold already, but uh, she joined the 2,000-point club. Also at the the event, Juliana, uh, we met uh, from Lakeland. She joined the 2,000-point club, so a couple uh, big-time players there. 
um, joining a, a list that, you know, even with the added games, added minutes, uh, getting to 2,000 points is is very impressive. Uh, another shout out here, uh, Bella Pita from uh, Lake Mills had an outstanding game against Wapon. Wapon came into that game, the top ranked team in Division Three. They also are the defending defending Division Three state champions. But the the six three uh, uh, Division One Lipscomb recruit, she put up thirty points and twenty one rebounds in that double overtime victory. Uh, and Lake Mills is definitely a team in the same sectional as Lake is uh, Wapon that that could maybe you know if they match up again could knock them off again as well. Uh, so definitely some some outstanding teams. Um, and players at, at the uh, Watertown Holiday Shootout. Well, a game that was not at the Holiday Shootout, but that you uh, made a way, made your way over to check out was Kettle Moraine taking on Notre Dame, a pair of uh, uh, defending state champions, top-ranked teams. Um, what were your What were your takeaways from that game? Yeah, Notre Dame. You know that they just come out uh, roaring, and that's the thing. If you can slow them down, especially to start a game and to end a game. And those are obviously two of the bigger, bigger points in the game and how you start and how you finish. And, you know, uh, uh, Notre Dame came out strong as, as predicted. Uh, but the, the lasers made a nice run in the second half. I believe they got it down to a four point game, but again, that, that guard play and defense that Notre Dame brings you uh whole Barrington at UW Oshkosh recruit played very well in that game. Trista Feta. Uh, Illinois State recruit played well. Also, uh, Sydney Whitehouse, a junior for them, played well. And that's not to take anything away from Gracie Gresh, who, while didn't have a, a lot of points in the game, there's a lot of eyes on her in, a ga- in that game. And, you know, she certainly factored in as well. And uh, Kettle Moraine, uh, they did see that 20-game winning streak end, which was the longest in the state at the time. Uh, but, you know, they're a team that's most likely going to get back to the state tournament. Um, their sectional isn't as strong as some of those other sectionals in Division One. And Grace Groholsky, uh, she played outstanding. So did Braylon Torres in that game. Uh, Kettle Moraine, probably as far as getting back to the state tournament and not just getting back, but winning another state title, they probably just need to get a little bit more out of those, some of those other players. But, you know, they lost some really good players from last year's team. So they still got still got some time this season to get those other players um, ready to go and, and try to get the uh, that gold ball again this season. We uh, we have hit on the Watertown Holiday Tournament. Again, that Catamaran-Notre Dame game wasn't necessarily part of a tournament per se, but just a, a great non-conference game over the break. Any other uh, you know happenings, games, matchups that happened at some of those holiday tournaments that are certainly worth, uh, worth mentioning or pointing out? Well, I uh, got to point out a couple games. Again, not, not holiday tournament related, but uh Hortonville uh, knocked off Nina. Uh it was a 60-59 win there. Uh Ali Zabel did have 33 points for Nina, but that's maybe one of those things again for Nina. They need they need more help around uh Allie if they want to get to the state tournament. Hortonville is in their same sectional, so that's gonna factor in. Uh Rainey Wilson had a big game for Hortonville, 27 points. Kelly Pepler's been playing really good basketball for Hortonville as well. Um, so that the FEA is going to be a fun, fun to, uh, conference to watch the rest of the year because we still have Kokana, uh, Oshkosh West is playing well in that league. Um, so there, there's some some uh, big time players, big time uh, teams in that, that conference as there's been the last few years. Uh, Tegan uh, Malagny also had uh, for McFarland had a big game. Uh, they came up just short against Sun Prairie West. Uh, I believe that, that was on Thursday of last week, uh, but. Uh, she, uh, you know, she dropped 40 points 
And, you know, she, she's just a player that can score again at all three levels. It makes her a very tough, uh, tough player to slow down. Um, so th- those are kind of the main ones. Some other, some other kids, uh, Megan Schultz had a, a big game. Uh, she dropped uh, 35 points and, uh, at the new Berlin West holiday classic, uh, um, so, and, you know, she's been doing very well for New Berlin West as well. Again, and in very tough conference that Woodland West, they're going to have to get by the likes of uh, Pewaukee and Pius, among others, to get to the state tournament. But uh, she's definitely been playing some very good basketball for them. The are There are some very good tournaments and, and events over the Thanksgiving holiday break. There are some great events over the Christmas holiday break. That's when the majority of in-season tournaments or multi-team events take place. Are there any left on the schedule, anything else coming up that uh, is is kind of that multi-team event uh, type setup? Uh, not to the level that some of the, some of the, those other Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas break uh, ones are, but uh, uh, Pius does have, have their event that usually has some pretty good talent there. It's only a couple girls games, so it's much different, but uh um, so for the most part, the rest of the way, if you're just looking at some of those, some of those big time, uh, non-conference games that'll be coming up, uh, the rest of the way as well, mixed in obviously with, with the rest of those league games. Well, continuing out of the holiday break on Tuesday, it was uh, a big night for getting back at, uh, basketball. And again, that was a, a night that you were able to take in a top five showdown in division four with Westfield beating last year's Division Five state champion Randolph, who moves up to D4. That's something we talked about earlier this year. And, uh, you know, again, will be a storyline all season with D5 opening up a little bit. But uh, an impressive showing for Westfield um, to to really make a statement after they had, had it taken to them pretty good by Laconia at that Watertown holiday t- uh, shootout. Yeah, it, that definitely, uh, Laconia is a really good team, and I think Westfield found that out pretty quickly. Granted, you know, they did hang in there pretty well uh, for about most of the first half against Laconia, but Laconia is uh, playing some really good basketball. But Westfield, I think, made some notes. Uh, Cook, uh, Coach uh, Luke Shawin, uh from North Crawford, so a nice little Ridgen Valley shout-out there. Um, you know, his team's playing some good basketball. Carly Drew, um, she does it night in and night out. Nadia Hoffa had a big game for them and and for them to to not just get back to the state tournament when I I, they, I believe they're the very heavy favorite in their sectional. Uh St. Mary Catholic is in that sectional, but Westfield's been playing some very good basketball. Uh, but having a third scorer behind Carly Drew and and uh and Hetty uh Shawin is very important for them because you know I think when they played Laconia, Laconia just throws out so many kids that can play and can score um, having that third score again for Westfield along with, you know, how good they play defense is going to be very important for them, you know, to make some noise at the state tournament. Obviously they still got to get back there, but you know, they're, they're looking forward to not just getting back to the state tournament, but, but trying to take home some hardware with them this season. Speaking of some of those rankings, let's just take a look at the most recent rankings that came out after the holiday break. Uh, you mentioned Kettle Moraine losing. They dropped down a spot with Kaukona making a big jump from fourth to first. And then in Division Three, you had Wapan going down to Grafton uh, recently, and Dominican moved up to division or moved up to number one in Division Three. Thoughts on on where those those rankings are right now? I mean. Obviously, Kalkon, or excuse me, uh, Moraine and Wapan are still very much in the mix. You know, if, if you were ranking them, would you have moved those teams down after losses, or, or where would you kind of slot things in? 
Well, in Division Three, that one's really tough. I think Division Three, we talk about it most of the time. Uh, very, very difficult division to get reads on a lot of times. You got teams that play in smaller divisions, move up. Teams from bigger divisions, move down. Um, but, you know, upon, as we as I saw them play, uh, I didn't see the full game against Lake Mills when they lost in double overtime, but I caught uh, the, the end of that, uh, both overtimes. And, you know, it's – they're. They're a team that certainly is beatable, but when I saw them play against Freedom earlier, the, the, they were just flowing a lot better, a lot better guard play. They turned the ball over quite a bit, um, took some not-so-great shots against Lake Mills, and those are things that are going to, you know, uh, maybe open some eyes a little bit in those divisions. But, you know, I don't think there's a clear favorite really in Division Three right now. If I had to if I had to point at somebody, I'd still probably point at Wapon, even though they, they have lost to Lake Mills. They did lose recently to Grafton. I think, you know, they're a team that that still has a, a ton of talent on that team, led by Kale Peterson. So uh, it, Division Three is a tough one. And Division One, you know, Division One's got so many teams, I think, that are capable of winning the state title this season. There's not really, you know, I, I may have left Kettle Moraine at one just because I you know, you lose to Notre Dame, it's not like you're losing to a bad team. Notre Dame's a team that's only lost one game this season, two-time defending Division II state champions, and they play everybody. And Kettle Moraine's a team that that doesn't shy away from those opponents either. So, you know, one loss, while it is a loss, I probably still would have kept Kettle Moraine there. But Kona has, I think, deserved that ranking as well, um, knocking off uh, uh, Germantown especially. Um, as mentioned earlier, they didn't have one of their top players for the majority of that game. And they still came out on top. So I think that showed the depth and and just the strength of some of those starters on that team. Let's uh, take another chance to remind people to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Take the, excuse me, <laughs> make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, one of the stories in Division One this year, not ranked, um, either team, but the other night, one of the more amazing feats and streaks of any high school sports uh, team that, that we have seen ever came to an end as Oak Creek saw a decade-long Southeast Conference winning streak come to an end at the hands of Franklin. Walk us through that one, some of the numbers associated with that winning streak by Oak Creek and and what that means uh, in that Southeast Conference uh race this year and and maybe you know if if the tides are are just turning a little bit overall in that area you know coming into the season there kind of was that feeling that maybe this was the year um oak creek's been as you mentioned so dominant over the past 10 years 135 game in a row uh that that kind of a winning streak I, you know whether it's in conference play you know if you narrow it down just to conference play it's still very impressive because there's some you know, while the league, the the Southeast might not be the best team in you know, best league in Division One, they still got Franklin, who year in and year out's always competitive. And you know, when that happens, uh, it's you know, it's a lot of times tough if shots aren't falling to beat teams. But Oak Creek just they've always found a way to win. And unfortunately for them, the streak did end on on Tuesday. But you know, th that Franklin team's been playing some really good basketball. You know, they beat them twice in that span, but both of those times were were uh, during the playoffs, so they don't count against that streak. Um, you know, coming into the year, probably thought that uh, the best team to best chance to beat them could have been Kenosha Bradford, who's got some very good talent on that team. But uh, Franklin, 
you know, they found a way, dominated the second half of that game, and and now they're looking to make that push and get and not just beat them once during the season, but uh, try to take home that SEC uh, conference title by themselves, which, which is still going to be difficult because again, they still got to beat Bradford again, and and they're they're going to get a uh, Oak Creek again. So it's going to be a, a fun ride the rest of the way in that conference. But for Oak Creek to win 135 consecutive conference games, very impressive. Of one note. Um, you know, some of those streaks are difficult to follow or find from the past, but Pius did win 165 consecutive, uh, I believe it was Metro Conference games um, that ended uh, in the 1995-96 season when Joel Clausen was their head coach, which that one probably will never be broken. But, you know, getting to 135 games was was a very impressive and uh, shout out to coach Steve Holucknick and that Oak Creek squad. You look at that Pius streak. What was their what was Pius's overall winning streak? Was it 97 or did it get over 100? I believe it was 92. 92. Okay. Um, you know, Kimberly's 70 game winning streak in football, Stratford winning six state titles in a row in football, Homestead winning 18 consecutive North Shore Conference titles. Uh, some of the other streaks that we've seen in in other sports. Uh you know, just hard to to put them into into context of just how impressive and how dominating all of those uh, those things have been. So, uh, big congratulations to Oak Creek and, and Steve Holucknick on on that streak. Uh, congratulations to Franklin on ending that streak as well. Um, we've we've spent a lot of time talking about some of the bigger schools and, and a little bit of time talking about some of the, the smaller divisions as well. But you know, what are some of the other storylines that we have seen? develop over these first couple months of the season as we're now cruising into you know primetime conference play let's be honest the the playoffs are not that far away either with uh, uh regionals starting February 21st you know a month and a half away that means seating meetings or the electronic seating release anyway are just about a month away what are some some other storylines some other things that that have developed here recently? Well, I think we got to note uh, there's 15 uh, undefeated teams still across the state. Many of those are in Division Four and Five. Division Five has uh, six of them. Division Four has five of them. So, and you know that uh, some of it right now is kind of getting into the meat of that uh, that conference season, and maybe we'll see some of those things shift. But you know, in Division Four, um, I I feel like every year it's like this, but really, really good depth in Division Four. Um, you know, we've already spoken about Laconia um, in their sectional Randolph's in that sectional who d- last year won the division five state title is trying to get back to the state tournament uh, for them. Jory Bewald has been playing outstanding. Uh, she's got uh, she just became the, the, the program's all time leading scorer. Guard play just been a little bit different for them this year. Uh, they lost a lot of good guards off last year's team, so they're still working their way through that they did lose to Laconia early this year, but you know, they played a very strong schedule. They've lost to Lake mills. Um, so, I mean, they've played really good teams and playing good teams, in my opinion, at least is going to help you get ready for the postseason. And uh, you know, the Prairie schools also in that sectional last year, they went undefeated all the way up until I believe it was sectional play. So that's going to be a really, really fun sectional to watch. And, you know, Aquinas, uh, that's a team we've talked about a lot. Uh, Coach Dave Dinarski just picked up his 200, 200th career win and just lost 20 games. Was it five uh, state tournament appearances, a couple gold balls, um, you know, and, and Aquinas certainly has a chance to take home another gold ball this season. 
Macy Donarski for them has been playing very well. And, you know, it's, they've got some other, other kids that can shoot and that's obviously important for them. Um, but, uh, the depth there, Samantha, Samantha, um, Davis on that team. She's been playing outstanding a freshman. She's kind of learning a little bit more on offense, but very strong on defense. So that, that division four is going to be fun to watch. Um, Cuba city's undefeated in that sectional. That's that includes, uh, Aquinas. So it's going to be a really fun ride in division four. Many of those, many of those sectionals are very strong. New Glarus is undefeated in that same sectional as Aquinas in division five. I, you know, like you mentioned, we haven't talked a ton about those lower divisions, but division five is another division where I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, Blair Taylor's number one. I think you can make the argument for a, assumption to be number one in the state assumption last year's division five state runner up. Um, Eight no on the year tonight. They will actually play Nielsville. Uh, should be a very good contest there to kind of get a read on both of those squads. Who you know they're both undefeated, but maybe haven't played uh, some of the level of talent that other teams have played this year. And you know, with with Bangor not in Division Five anymore, kind of opens the door for team maybe like Royal or Belmont uh, to get to the state tournament. So um, you know, definitely going to be some interesting games along the way, and in uh, also in the the Southeast part of the, the sectional in division five, there's no more Randolph there. So that really just opened the door for, uh, you know, somebody to sneak in that maybe isn't even in the top 10 rankings at the end of the season. Great stuff. We've got a great season going. We've got some incredible talent. Uh, KK Arnold, of course, uh, seems like she's been there forever, but still a senior, still got a shot to get back to the state tournament before she heads to UConn. Um, you know, we, we've got kids committing to UConn and Iowa and, and all over the place. Hopefully Wisconsin will get a few more of those kids, but it's really a great time for high school girls basketball in the state of Wisconsin. And as we always uh, do, certainly encourage people to get out and check out a game in your local area, check out a stream. Perhaps you can find all those streaming links on wisports.net each week. Norb, it's going to be a fun ride the next few weeks, uh, six weeks or so that we have left of the regular season in high school girls basketball. Is there a conference race or maybe a couple conference races that you're most looking forward to following here down the home stretch? Well, the FBA has got to be pointed at number one, I believe. They have so much talent and so many, not just you know individual talent, but team talent. So that, that race is going to be very exciting. Kakana, Hortonville, Nina expected to be... Uh, the teams that are going to uh, finish on top of that league. But, you know, there could be some spoilers in there as well. Oshkosh West been playing some really good basketball. Appleton East, who lost a lot of kids from last year's team, still playing good ball. Uh, Kimberly, you know, a team that's perennial power, uh, is, uh, you know, still have a solid team there. Um, so going to be really fun to watch uh, how that one shakes out. And uh, uh, maybe a, a note to the Metro Classic here, Dominican, who we mentioned uh, in Division Three, uh, had they not made the state tournament last season, they'd be playing in Division Four. But since they reached the state tournament last year in Division Three, and they have the top spot, and in that matchup against per the Prairie School that'd be coming up here in a couple weeks, uh, should be very exciting. Kind of get a read on both of those squads as well. Um, you know, both playing some some very uh, difficult sectionals. So you know, playing those those big time conference games definitely will will help prepare those teams for the postseason. All right, great stuff. We've got uh, a ton going on here to close out the season. Look for more great content from Norbert in girls basketball. Boys basketball, certainly make sure you check out the uh, the great work by Mark Miller. We'll have Mark on likely next week to, uh, to get a little bit of a boys basketball update. 
Um, just a lot going on on Wisports.net, so make sure you make it a daily destination. Norb, uh, big thanks for coming on. Uh, what uh, what games you got uh, that you're heading to this week? I, I can't remember if you had mentioned that. Uh, I think tonight I'm actually just going to stay in and, and catch the stream of the Assumption uh, Nielsville game, and then probably then I'll probably catch another stream. I uh, Waukesha West plays Catamaran tonight, so it'll probably be a streaming night for me just so I can so I can check out that Assumption Nielsville game. But uh, uh, certainly uh, a good slate of games uh, tonight uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame plays against Kimberly on Saturday. You know. For Notre Dame, they they don't have a very strong uh, conference uh, anymore. So you know, getting those big time non conference games is very important for them. Uh, so there, there's uh, again very good uh, slate of games, and just make sure to be checking out with sports and and at least catching a stream if you're not headed to a game. All right. Well, let's take another chance to remind everybody to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, certainly make wisports.net your daily destination for high school sports information, whether you're looking for basic stuff like the schedules, box scores, standings for your favorite team in the area, or you want to get a little bit more in-depth and read some of the expert analysis by Norbert, Mark Miller, maybe check out some coaches, polls, uh, looking for a stream, whatever it might be. We've got you covered at wisports.net. Well, that'll do it for today's WSN podcast. He's Norbert Durst. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.